What up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Max McCoy, and this is Looking Up. I'm excited about today's episode. We got a solo episode thanks to one of your guys' questions. You guys asked, what advice do you have for starting a side hustle? And for the people who don't know what a side hustle is, you you got your main job, you got your main hustle, and your side hustle is a project that you're starting on the side in hopes that it one day becomes your main job or your main hustle. So I'm excited to talk about this. But before we do, I want to say two things. One, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. There's a million places you could be, so I appreciate you stopping by. If you want to further your support of the show, please leave a review on Apple iTunes. That really helps this kind of gain credibility, and it just takes you two seconds, so I really appreciate those reviews. And then if you want, share this with someone who might like it. If there's someone who is looking for more clarity or direction in their life, perhaps consider sending this to them and be like, hey, check this out. It's kind of cool. I don't know. If you want to. And then number two, I still sound a little sick. I am recovering from COVID. I am healthy. I am fine. I am fully recovered. It wasn't that bad. But my voice is the last thing to return. (laughs) So if I sound a little whack, I apologize. But, you know, the show's got to go on. So why am I taking this question? Why am I making a podcast about starting a side hustle? This is my journey, man. I'm excited about this because for like the first couple of years out of college, I was working in the service industry as a busboy, a bartender, a waiter. I would take jobs for a few months at a time just to give myself some actual cash because my quote unquote side hustle, which was videography at the time, wasn't making me any money yet. And I like this question because the market is shifting right now and things are just in complete scramble mode. And it's almost like the great reset, the great rearranging. Everybody's shifting into something new. And I think there's no better time to talk about this because people are ready to do something new. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're considering starting some new project, some new career path, a side hustle. And maybe I could give you some tidbits that I've learned on my journey that could support you. So I'm still learning a lot in this space. I'm always growing and evolving. But just to preface why I think I can speak on this idea is one, because it's my experience. I've been through it. I've had side hustles that have become my main hustles. And I've been self-employed now, like 100% self-employed for almost three years at this point. And it was a long time coming. It felt like it felt like years of grinding and trying to just like figure this out to get to this point. I worked for years on my side hustle and it eventually became my main hustle. And that, you know, main hustle now is my day job, I would say. It's evolved in a lot of ways, but now I still have a side hustle. You know, I still, even though I'm self-employed, I have my main thing that brings the bread in if it like it brings the money, but on the side I'm still hedging towards things that are a little more authentic and true to me. There's always something that I'm kind of trying to evolve into. And so I have been on this journey of taking my side hustle and making it my main hustle. And I'm still going through this journey of, you know, I have my main business right now, but I still have a side hustle. For those who are curious, my day job or my main hustle is working in video marketing. In a nutshell, I provide influencers and educators with video production and branding services. I help people 
you know, make video ads, make online courses. I help produce people's podcasts and add a video component to that. It started as freelance videography. That was my first kind of side hustle become main hustle. And that videography transformed into kind of a full range of video marketing services. Now, you know, my main hustle is this video production type business. And my side hustle is this podcast. My side hustle is the courses that I'm creating. It's the content I put out that you guys are familiar with. It's the personal coaching I'm doing now. And, you know, eventually I want to like do things like put on events and I want to write a book one day. And, and that's my side hustle now. And so I'm still in this world. I think it's a beautiful world. I think we all have some sort of skill set or artistry within us that we can learn to monetize for the sake of freedom. And I think that's what so many people want is this idea of freedom. And that's what I was after. And maybe that's what you're after. And hopefully this episode can help you. So if this interests you, how to start a side hustle, how to start going in a new, more authentic direction with your career, let's continue. Here's how to start a side hustle. Here's my best advice, at least, for starting a side hustle and hopefully making that side hustle your main hustle. How many times can I say hustle on this podcast? (laughs) Let's find out. First things first, like with so many things you have to first understand why you want to do this in the first place. Get clear as best as you can. Why might it be worth pursuing this? Why do I even want to start a side hustle? Why is it worth pushing through some discomfort? What result am I after? What emotion do I want this result to bring me? And why is it worth some short-term discomfort for the sake of this feeling that I'm after? How might this side hustle project that I want to take on impact my future? How might it impact my loved ones? How might it impact my sense of life satisfaction? I think it's super helpful and necessary to identify beforehand, before you start this journey and really give it your all, why you're doing this so that you don't catch yourself in a month wondering why the hell you're even bothering with this. This is not the easiest journey and there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of faith involved. And so if you don't have a strong reason why you're after this, you're going to give up. And I think clarity is king. I love saying that clarity is king. So first things first, get clear on why the hell you're doing this. For me, it was clear. I I don't want to have a boss. I had full-time internships in college and I realized I don't want to be in an office all day. I have a dog. So I loved the freedom. I wanted to have freedom so that I could kind of spend more time with my dog. You know, these were my reasons. I wanted freedom. I didn't want to have a boss. And I wanted to have an untraditional schedule where I can spend more time with my dog outside. That was my why. And it was a good enough why. And my why is now evolving. But I'm still always trying to get clear on like, why the hell am I putting time and effort into this? Because it's difficult. So first things first, get clear. Now let's get into the nooks and crannies of like how. How can you actually build your side hustle? And for the sake of this episode, I will be talking about how to start like a service business side hustle. This could be freelancing, personal coaching, anything like that. And in my opinion, well, one, this is my world. I come from this world. I was a freelancer. I'm transitioning to business owner, content creator. So these are all kind of like I'm the service. I'm the entity. I'm the business. And in my opinion... This is the easiest way to become self-employed. 
If you're looking for freedom, this is the quickest way to that. There is no overhead, little to no overhead, which means there's little to no initial cost to get involved with this kind of work. All you need is your brain and your knowledge and your expertise. And if you do it the right way, you can make a lot of money right away. So with any service business, you know, it can evolve. Like mine has evolved. I was a freelance videographer. I did any job and then I became like a niche freelance videographer in a very specific market. And then I kind of shifted out of the freelancer into more of like a producer. So I started being the guy who coordinated all the video aspects. And then I began I began hiring or using contracts under me. So it became more of like an agency. So let's say you're like a freelance designer. You know, you might start off as a designer, a freelance designer, where you do the work and you get paid, and that's your source of freedom. But then eventually you can become an agency owner where you own or you work with other designers and you kind of broker all their services and you're kind of the boss ahead. And then you could eventually, you know, develop design products that you build out and scale. So I just say that so to say like, with any service business, it's likely a stepping stone into something much larger down the road, but it's a really great place to start for people seeking self-employment and more day-to-day freedom. So if you're looking to start a side hustle for this episode, we're going to be talking about, okay, how do we build a side hustle, but do it in a way that's around some sort of service that you offer. And again, that service can be anything. It could be how to draw pictures. It could be photography, videography, design, massage therapy, music lessons. It could be anything, but we're going to talk about side hustle as it relates to a service. So let's get into the nooks and crannies on how to build a side hustle. And we're going to go with 10 ideas here. So the first idea I have around building a side hustle is first, identify a few markets that you like. Like where do you naturally gravitate to? Where do you already spend your time? Where do you spend money? Like what markets Are you really into the sports world? Are you into fashion? Are you into food? Are you into the outdoor living community? Try to identify one to three markets that you like and naturally gravitate to and where you already spend your money because that will give you a really good indicator of where your natural interest lies. Like where do you spend your time and what are you naturally interested in? Because you're naturally interested in that, you're much more likely to be really good at knowing that market, which will make you more valuable out the gate. So where are you more valuable simply because you're interested in the market? I don't give a fuck about fashion. I'm so anti-fashion. I would not do well in that industry because I just don't give a shit about researching fashion trends. But if you really like fashion and you naturally do your research around fashion, you're going to be ahead of the game, like out the gate. So Try to identify a few markets that you really like. Second point would be, you know, what observations can you make about this market? Study this market or just question it. Like, what does this market need? For me, I started off with my content creation journey in the sports world. And I really identified that the sports world didn't really talk about mental health and holistic approach to wellness that much. And so I started this podcast in the sports world talking about something that I felt like it needed that kind of coincided with my different interests. I was really interested in personal development and I was interested in sports. And I thought I was providing a unique service to the sports world. So look at the markets you really like and just 
you know, brainstorm, you know, maybe come up with 10 ideas. What does this market need more of? Where is there opportunity to be different here? What isn't this market doing that this other market is doing really well? And just try to brainstorm. And that sets us up, I think, for this third point, which would be develop a skill. Develop a skill within a market you like. So within that market, hopefully you have identified what does this market need more of. Now is your time to kind of slowly but surely fit yourself into that market and starts with developing a skill. This skill will make you of value within the market you like. So perhaps you can build upon like some of your existing skill sets or natural strengths For me, as a kid, I gravitated to video. I would make videos with my friends. I would make jackass videos. And so I kind of already had this natural ability to make videos. And so out of college, when I thought like, what skill do I want to develop? You know, video was a clear option for me. Not only did I, I liked it, but I also was already probably better than like most people at it. And so I was like, I could really invest in this skill. Maybe you used to draw and maybe you have a natural eye for design or, you know, you know better than anybody. I don't, I'm just like speaking to air right here, but what skill could you invest in? Like, and try not to overthink it. Like maybe the first thing that comes to your mind is what you should go with. What skill can you invest in? And I would recommend just go ham for one month, like become obsessed for one month at that skill and see what happens. Like, you can become super valuable by getting really good at one skill at a time. And don't think of this as like, oh, but I don't know what I'm going to want to do forever. Don't think of this as pigeonholing yourself. You can always skill stack later. You can always add new skills later. And in fact, the person who has the most diverse and valuable set of skills is eventually going to become the most valuable person. But you have to start with one skill, brick by brick you build. So what skill can you invest in right now and, and really go hard at it for like one month to a year. For me, it was video. I, I got obsessed with video. I tried to get as good as I could. I tried to make a video a day. And I, th- I think this is how it has to start with whatever your skill is, become really valuable at that skill by being good at it. Last thing I'll say about this is definitely try to just like narrow your focus to start. You know, if I invest all my time and energy in focusing on getting better at video, I'm going to improve much faster than the person who's trying to get really good at video and graphic design and photography and, you know, like branding and all these different things at once. So I would say narrow your focus just for the short term so that you can get more valuable really fast. Number four, while you're building some sort of level of mastery in this skill, start to give it away for free get feedback from people, gain relationships with people in the market that you want to be a part of. So for me, I was getting good at video or I was trying to get good at video. I didn't really have the confidence to sell it yet. So I just started giving it away. I was like, who could I make a video for? And in that process, I got much more comfortable with working with people. I got to see what people value, what they really liked about my videos. I got feedback and I just gained confidence in my craft, in working with people. And I think giving away your skill while it, while it's building for free is such a valuable learning tool but it's also such a relationship builder the more people that are the more people that can know about your skill the more they are likely to tell someone else about that skill and you're just starting to spread the word that hey I'm the person who can help people with this and I think that's a really effective way 
to kind of just start the ball rolling with your side hustle. It's giving it away for free, especially around the skill that you're building. And as you get more comfortable, you know, you can, you can put together like a very simple one page portfolio. It could be a simple PDF. Like, what do you do and for who? And once you have that, you can just start dishing that out. It could even just be like a quick sentence. What do I do and for who? And start giving that away for free and see how it sticks. See how it lands. Do people even like this? It's almost like you're doing your market research while you're building your, you know, set of relationships within the market that you want to be a part of. All right. I hope you're still with me. We're on to step number five. I'm not going to be much longer. Step number five would be start doing outreach to people that you would like to serve. So you have given away some of your service for free. You've gotten your feedback. You're refining your skill set. Now start doing active outreach to people that you would want to work with and just be open and honest with them and be real with them. I think being a human being is so underrated in the business world. Like just be a human being and just say like, yo, here's why I want to help you and here's why you should care and here's how I can help you. Um, And just start reaching out to people like Instagram DM is a great spot. It's where I started my career. Try email addresses. It's a numbers game with this. So identify the type of people you want to start helping in your market. What type of people would be your ideal customer? Why should they give a shit? Why do you help them? And then just get good at communicating that. And this is a numbers game. If you reach out to 100 people, you'll likely get, you know, maybe five, maybe 15 people that say, cool, let's do it. A lot of people won't respond. But once you know your numbers, once you reach out to say 100 people, you get 15 people down to work with you and down to pay you. Uh, you you now know, okay, every time I reach out to 100 people, I'll probably get somewhere to like 15 responses uh, of people down to work with me. And so this step definitely requires some work. This requires you to step out of your comfort zone maybe and reach out to strangers. Uh, that's its own skill set that I could talk about for a while. But, you know, I the one tip I would say is just to be a human and be really honest about why you want to help this person and get really clear and concise with what do you help people with and just play the numbers game. And we're moving on to step number six. So you're building up your experience. You're working with new clients. You're slowly but surely getting new clientele in. Each new client you get, each new person you work with and serve will bring you a new level of expertise and experience. And so the more people you work with, the better. The more people you work with by nature, the more in demand you are. And so I would recommend after each new client, raise your price. Each new client that comes to you should get your highest price yet. And this can be scary, but if you don't raise your prices over time, you'll never be able to do this full time. So you have to get comfortable increasing your prices. And I would just recommend do it slowly but surely. You know, don't go from a hundred bucks to ten thousand bucks, but go from like a hundred bucks to 150 bucks and then 150 to 300 and 300 to 500. And slowly but surely you're becoming more valuable and you're stepping into the shoes of someone who, you know, charges a lot of money, which is as much a psychological thing as it is like a skill set thing. Next step. As you serve more clients, I would just say be open to kind of pivoting your services and and what you offer and how you offer it and the way you express it. In my video journey, you know, it started as videography, but then I started to realize that people needed, you know, some design services in combination with their video stuff. And then I started to realize, oh, these people need this and this and this. And, 
And so over, you know, the last three years, it went from like, hey, can I make you a, you know, a movie trailer type video to here's exactly what I know you need and here's how I can help. And that level of knowing what my client needs beforehand only came through experience. And so as you gain experience with your clients, I would say be really open and receptive to what are other ways I can provide value and what do all my clients seem to have in common? What are the common thread needs that they have and how can I fill those needs? Because the more you can be valuable, the more you can charge. And so there's a level of openness in the beginning stages of your side hustle that you need to have because you may think you're offering one thing, but if you're open to it, you might be you know, kind of led in a different direction and realize, oh, I thought they needed this, but everybody really needs this. And if you're open and flexible, in the, especially in the beginning, you can position yourself to really provide exactly what the market needs. Hopefully that makes sense. Like when you work with a client, they bring you so much knowledge because they're expressing to you what they need, what their needs are. And it's just really important to really be open and receptive to what your client is saying so that you can take that information and apply it to the next client. And, and understanding the vocabulary that your, your clients are using. So if I'm selling video services and you're my ideal client because you are you know, a personal development author, which is actually my target demographic, like if you're a personal development author and you're telling me, you know, I need this because of this and here's my pain point, here's how I want you to solve it. I can take your exact vocabulary and the next client I have, I can say, hey, I help these people with these problems because I'm assuming you are dealing with this. And I'm literally using like a past client's vocabulary on my next client. And it's a really interesting way to build expertise and to remain open. That's a big one. Just stay open to what the market needs and how you can kind of fit yourself into that uh, and continue to become more valuable. Okay. Last couple points here. So you found your target market. You know what clients you want to work with. You are starting to get better at your skill. You're charging higher and higher. You're staying open to different type of services you can offer or ways you can position yourself uh, to become more valuable. And even though you're charging higher and higher prices to become more valuable as you get better at your skill, I would say one of the biggest components to my growth career-wise has been my ability to continue to do free work and to do it strategically. Tim Ferriss calls this borrowing credibility. So who can I work with for free so that I can borrow the credibility that comes along with working with this person? So if I'm offering videography services, I will do it for free for someone like Tim Ferriss, say, because after I've worked with Tim Ferriss caliber person, I'm going to be so much more valuable because people will just trust me more. People will be like, oh, you've worked with Tim. Oh, okay. I trust you. So there's so much to this credibility and trust factor when you're self-employed. So ask yourself, like, who can open up new doors for me and how can I, you know, not just take from them, but how can I be so valuable to them and do it for free that they are just going to be like, man, this was great to work with you. I want to continue. Or, you know, they recommend you to their friends. So this comes back to getting clear on like, who's my ideal client and see if you can work for a couple of them for free. It's a really great marketing strategy to give away what you do best to people you want to serve and do it for free at first and 
if you do that enough, like it's just undoubtable that they will tell people about you. And even if they don't, you now have this portfolio. Like say I work with Tim Ferriss as like his main video producer. I now have Tim Ferriss as like my headliner on my portfolio. And even though I did it for free, my future clients don't need to know that. It's not like I'm saying, oh, by the way, I worked for, I worked for Tim for free. My future clients, will, they won't see that. They'll just see that I worked with Tim Ferriss. And so who do you want your ideal client to be? And then how can you provide value to them for free? And I think that's a really powerful way to put yourself in a position to become the go-to person in exactly the spot you want to be in. For so long, I wanted to be the video guy for personal development authors. I love personal development. As you guys know, I love reading. I love doing this kind of work with my own podcast. So I was dying to get into this market, you know, combining my video skills and my passion of personal development. And it started and and I got there. I just like, I got there. I became slowly but surely one of the go-to guys in this industry. Like when people need to release a book, they, a lot of people come to me because they know they need the video marketing and they need a video ad and they need the course built in the back end. And I can help people with that. And I've worked with people like Jim Quick, Aaron Alexander, Max Lugavere, some of these authors that I really loved and looked up to for so long, they're my clients now. And that only came to be because I was doing free work for other personal development authors and kind of got myself into the community. And then, you know, word spread that I could help others. And it kind of just became an organic thing. So continue to do free work, even though you're raising your prices with most of your clients, I would say continue to do free work strategically with who might be your ideal client so that you can leverage their name um, and try to build, you know, just higher level relationships. Last but not least, this comes back to like really human communication and just being a human being, even though you're in a business setting. One of the best ways to grow for me has been asking for advice from my clients. Like I will just be honest with them and be like, Hey, I'm trying to grow my business. Like how do you think I should do that? How are, what's the best way to reach people like you and just be really transparent with them. Like, Hey, I'm just, I'm just building this thing. This is new for me, you know, and, and ask for advice. And I think people like giving advice, especially if you do it in an honest way, being able to ask for advice and for help is one of the main superpowers. Like if you can be humble and human about it and just be like, yo, like I'm trying to do this. I really appreciate your opinion and your skills. Like, what do you think the best way to do that is? And it's important to note that you're not asking them to do any favors for you. You're just asking for advice. But that asking for advice and that openness and that honesty and that humanness will likely lead to a deeper relationship with every client you have. And that will lead to referrals. So, you know, if I ask you like, hey, what do you think the best way for me to grow my video business is? you might give me advice right now and it might be really helpful. And I'll be like, okay, thank you. But in two months, because I asked you that in such an honest way, you might come across someone who needs video services. And I'm the first person you think of because we have that relationship. And because I went to you for help, you now have this bond with me that I think is really valuable. And so that's a really important piece is ask your clients for advice on how to reach more people like them and you'll, uh, you'll grow. So that's about it. I've been talking your ear off and my voice is a little hoarse at this point, but you know, 
these are ideas that looking back on my career so far, these are ideas that have played out. I didn't necessarily go into my career with this level of intention and knowledge, but looking back, this is kind of the formula I subconsciously followed. These are the things that actually worked for me. It's led to me having a career in something I love. Like video was one of my first loves. It was that skill that I was so excited about and to turn it into a career was a really good feeling. I've definitely began to take it for granted a little bit, being self-employed for the last three years now. But it's only because now I'm excited about the next thing and I'm building my next side hustle. And it's a beautiful journey. So I really hope that this helps you guys. I'm still working through these principles myself. So I'm going to try as best as I can to practice what I preach. One more thing I'll note, and, and this might be one of the most important points, is that You'll have to overcome a lot of self-limiting beliefs and fears on this journey of becoming self-employed. If you haven't been self-employed yet, if you're trying to build your side hustle, you're going to have to overcome yourself a lot. Like You're going to have this feeling of like, who am I to be charging money for this skill that I just learned? You know, it's real. Like The beautiful thing and the hard thing about any form of entrepreneurship is that your projects can only grow as much as you do, like personally. If you don't have a certain level of self-belief, you know, if you don't really actively work on that, you'll constantly be talking yourself out of good opportunities. You'll constantly tell yourself why it's not going to work out. You know, the imposter syndrome is real. Feeling like you're not worthy of certain, some level of success, that's a real thing. And it's something I have to address at each new level of growth and development. But with that being said, I mean, it's a beautiful journey once you embrace once you embrace this. Like once you embrace that your growth equals business growth, it's a really exciting journey. And, um, you know, every big leap I've taken work-wise, every time I've progressed work-wise, it's been a result of my spiritual and emotional evolution. And so that's why this is a beautiful journey, I think. Being self-employed makes life a little more holistic everything impacts everything. And I personally like that. And hopefully, you know, if you're on this journey, you do too, but that's it. I hope this episode helps you. I hope this was valuable for you in some way. Maybe you took one to two points out of these 10 that can support you. I mean, being self-employed can be such a beautiful journey and experience. So, and I mean, there's just no better time for it. There's no, I mean, it's hard right now, but it's also easy because there's just so much chaos. There's so much rearranging. And so really anything's up for grabs. Everything's on the table. There's no doing things wrong. Like this is one of the best times for innovation and newness. So if you've ever been considering starting something that feels more aligned and more true to you, I recommend it. At least you dip your toe in and, and hopefully one of these principles help you. Hit me up if you have any questions about this episode or if you have any other, you know, other topic questions and maybe I'll end up doing an episode about it. I'm also doing something new. I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and this coaching is kind of open-ended for now. It's definitely helping people find further levels of clarity and direction in their life, in their business, and wherever they might need it. If you are self-employed, if you are already on this journey, it really helps to have someone in your corner that is kind of helping you audit your goals your habits, your perspectives, 
and just having someone there in your corner who's holding you accountable and supporting you. So if that's something you're interested in, I am now offering one-on-one coaching. I'm working with a couple people right now and the results have been amazing. So if you're into that, feel free to send me an email or hit me up on Instagram and we can talk about it from there. I so appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. If you've listened to all the way through, hit me up on Instagram and say what up and tell me what you thought of this episode. I so appreciate you for listening to Looking Up and I hope that in whatever direction you're trying to go and whatever you're pursuing on your path, I hope this podcast helps you even just a little bit. And uh, that's it. Have a fantastic day, my friends. And I hope the next time you hear my voice, I don't sound as sick as I do now. I am recovering. I will be back to 100% very soon. All right, that's it for real. I love you. Have a great day. Go kill it. Bye.